Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Loud and Local continues on The Rock with Kevin Deers, 99.9 KISW. Hey, what's going on? It's the Loud and Local Stay Home Sessions. Right now I'm talking with a band called Bad Honey. They have a new EP called Help Yourself. We're going to play some songs from it. We're going to introduce the band and and talk with them. Uh, This is the first time they've been on the show. We're doing this via uh, social distancing back in the Zoom. We're on like the 25th wave of the pandemic. First off, how's it going? What's your name and what do you do in Bad Honey? Hey, thanks for having us, Kevin. Really appreciate it. Um, my name is Matthew. I'm the uh, the singer and the guitar player. Yeah, uh, I'm Chris, and I'm on the drums, and that's about it. Just the drums. <laughs> and uh, and your bassist is not with us because he just moved to Portugal recently. Uh, is that right? Yeah. Yep. Shout out to Nathan. Um, he just moved to Portugal, living wow. his life. So yeah, he's got dual citizenship. So he just made the made him made the move out there. So. We're in between bass players at the moment. All right. Well, um, yeah. who, uh, where are you right now? Uh, Chris, let's start with you. Are you in Seattle, Tacoma? What what, what city and what, what neighborhood? Yeah, uh, I'm up in Ballard, actually. Oh, cool. So, yeah, I'm in Seattle. Yep. And what uh, about yeah. you, Matthew? I'm over in the island of West Seattle. <laughs> ah, yeah. It's kind of difficult yeah. to get over there. Uh, yeah, the bridge is out. I don't know if you heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I'm over in West Seattle. I used to actually live in Ballard too. Moved out here recently. So, but we we've been in Seattle for oh gosh, what is it now, Chris? Like four, five years? I, I think. Don't even know. No, we came out like twenty. Yeah. We're actually originally from Connecticut. Oh, okay. And you guys moved as a band? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Chris, and I moved out together. Yeah, the, t- the two of us moved. Uh, we had done a little cover thing before. Yeah. So the bass player stayed behind, but we had moved out with the intention of, you know, starting and doing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Connecticut, you guys, uh, I'm assuming kind of, we'll, we'll get into the backstory of everything. But my question is, is like, what brought you to Seattle of all places? Um, well, I, I, 
I think it what it was. Well, I went to school for acting, and one of my oh. really good friends, Kayla, was living out here, and she kind of just like she she's originally kind of well not from here, but she lived out here growing up, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, you got to come out, like it's really awesome, and we came out and visited, and we were looking to move somewhere, and like you know, obviously Seattle is a music town, and mm-hmm. you know. A, cool city so we you know we came and visited in september and it was like the most beautiful days i've ever experienced in my entire right. life and i was like this is awesome this is seattle and then and we were just like and it just worked out perfectly because she had an opening in her apartment and just like a really smooth kind of moving transition especially for across the country you know like if anyone's ever moved across country it's it's pretty crazy yeah <laughs> it was good to have a friend already out here and stuff so that was, was huge. Yeah, it was an easy, easy transition for us. Uh, so you must have came come to Seattle on one of the 15 beautiful days of the year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was like I think it was like September, like mid-September of 2015. And it was just, yeah, it was beautiful. And then when we moved out here, it was it was like end of September 2016, like a year later. And then October 1st hit and it literally rained every day. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Still, I don't know, like Mayor. What did I do? Yeah, I was like, oh, this is what it's like. This is <laughs> yeah. not what I remember. <laughs> yeah. So the weather got us, which I I hear is common. Mm-hmm. For a lot of people. Uh, so so you guys um grew kind of grew up together in Connecticut, or when did you guys meet? Uh, maybe the backstory of your friendship and your your musical um like uh w- yeah. relationship. Totally. Yeah. So we, we have a somewhat interesting story. So we went, we met in college, um, oh, yeah. went to college together, but we didn't really connect on music at all. We, we were roommates and didn't play music, didn't do anything in college that was music related. And like, I played guitar growing up a little bit. Chris, Chris didn't really have I had a guitar. He had a guitar. No. <laughs> never played it. So kind of fast forward after we, we, uh, get out of school, I was wanting to start I was playing guitar and I wanted to like start kind of a little band and I was playing with this guy Chris just like two of us just playing guitar and I was like you know what would be awesome is if we had some percussion of course like that would be sweet so I bought a cajon and was like you know who would be good at playing cajon is Chris even though he has zero experience playing music at all (laughs) yeah he kind of like he picked up we played a couple like little like open mics with it they like put a mic in the back of the cajon and we're like yeah this sounds awesome it's great and a couple you know we did that for a little bit like a month or so later I'm like you got to buy a drum set you got to buy a drum set like so much better yeah so we like found uh, this drum set on Craigslist from the, from a local 12-year-old that was oh. selling it. And we showed yeah. up at this place. We knew nothing about drum. We don't know anything about drum sets at that time. And we go over and they're like showing us and Chris has never played a drums in his yeah. life before. And we go and I'm like, we'll take it. Pay the man, Chris. And so we, we yeah. got like coded <laughs> drum set for like, what was it, like 300 bucks or something at the time? Yeah, he didn't even try and talk him down. It was <laughs> yeah, very, I didn't, I didn't even sold in yeah. record time. I mean, it was yeah. It was, it, I mean, I thought it was a good deal. I was like, we get a yeah. full set. Like we nah, didn't. Know, I mean, looking back, I think it was we kind of got nah, it got a little bit. <laughs> and then I didn't know it. I didn't know anything. I didn't know what I was looking at at the time. That twelve-year-old is like sweet three hundred bucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was. He he came out large. But uh, and then like two weeks later, we played our first show. Like after Whoa. he got his. Yeah, it was literally two cool. weeks. It definitely it helped. We'd been doing the cajon thing for like two months, so I had the basics of uh, (laughs) rhythm, maybe. (laughs) So that helped a little bit. But yeah, yeah, we just jump into the deep end, man. 
Yeah, I was. I don't know what we were thinking, honestly. <laughs> we our our ignorance was kind of an asset at the time, I suppose. But like, we we went out and did it, and it was like, and people like didn't even know we played. They thought we were doing like a comedy thing. Like they came oh, out yeah. to the they're like, oh, this. I thought this was going to be a joke, and it was like they're like, oh, this is actually pretty good. It was all nice. friends from high school and college, like in our hometowns. Like, come, this was pressure, but yeah. Oh my god, I would never do that. Like I wouldn't do that again. But you didn't even know you could tune the drums. Like uh, I remember finding out a few days before. Like you tune these. What is that's what those knobs are for? Uh, uh, if you were to watch back a uh, video of this show, would you cringe? Uh, uh, which one of them? <laughs> me? Oh yeah, but it, uh, we got through it. We yeah, got paid. Got... Someone paid us to do it. Oh, so they paid all, on your first show. Asked for there you go. go. Yeah, the first time we got paid, we like looked at each other, like holy, like we felt like we got away with something. Like, yeah, <laughs> we're like, I can't believe they paid. Like, they have no idea. We have no idea. We're you know they we're paid for this. <laughs> yeah, it was it was great. Yeah, that's crazy. So, so that was what, the... what year was that? Your first show? Oh gosh, that was probably twenty fourteen. No, right? yeah, thirteen. Oh, no, 13 no, no. or 14. Like 14. I think we were in 15. Well, it's 2014. And then, yeah, it was like end of 2014, like the fall, I think, was the first show. And then I went to New Zealand. Okay. I, I went to New Zealand for That's a bit. Right. And then I came back 2015. And then we then we started playing more shows after that. And we um, kind of did that, that thing for a year, just cover stuff mm-hmm. and then moved out here. And then when did Bad yeah. Honey officially start with the well, name? We, we were Bad Honey... Oh, you were in okay. Connecticut as a cover band, but we had a, like a different bass player. Obviously, he didn't move <laughs> out with us, so we we kept the name. And then, but I would say like officially, kind of getting it going because we out really here. first EP out here um, cool. was like tw- was January 2019 is when we released our first four song EP, and that was really supposed to be a demo that kind of yeah. turned more into an EP, kind of you know higher production piece, um, and that was all recorded at London Bridge, just like our recent EP yeah. as well. Um, which is really cool. And that was like, we, we were really excited about that because it was like, we just wanted some songs to, you know, get us to go play some shows. And it was really awesome. We just, kind of, yeah, we like, just wanted something to show yeah. people. Yeah, that's all. So it was great. Well, it's quite an iconic studio, man. Yeah, it's it's amazing there. And it's it's been a, it's been an honor to be able to be in that that space and you can feel like the, you know, the energy there is really, it's, you know, there's a lot of history. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. so when you come to Seattle and you, and you start playing shows and whatnot and you getting things together, um, uh, and your new home, I'm curious, what was the first venue you played in Seattle? Uh, it was Connor Byrne was our first show. Nice. Oh, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. We played, uh, I believe it was like a Friday night at Connor Byrne. I kind of pulled a favor from someone I knew that did the booking there. I was like, Hey, like I just got, got this band and like you know, and I know you book shows like you could use their spot for us and like, and they hooked us up and gave us a pretty good opening spot. And it was, it was a lot, it was a lot of people there. Cool. Um, and it went, it went really well. I mean, it wasn't our best show. You know, that we yeah, got better. Right. But it was, it went well. We got a lot of, you know, good positive. We get Chris and I always laugh because one of the things we get as feedback and I'm sure a lot of, you know, musicians, get this too it's just like oh that wasn't that bad like they're yeah. like that was really good like we were like this kind of like that was really awesome like they have this like shock of like because i think you know local wow band. that didn't totally suck yeah. like, people, oh, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thanks that was way better than i thought it would be <laughs> yeah we're like thanks yeah. 
but it's like very genuine like a very genuine compliment versus totally. like someone's like oh it's good you know because it's like oh they're probably being nice. but where they yeah. like have this look on their face of like wow that oh. like, was surprising like and i i think even that night our first show some people came up to us afterwards and were like hey we were just like walking down the street and we heard it and it was really cool like and that was that Whoa. was cool to hear like oh like people were drawn into yeah. the room because of it which is which was awesome yeah that's really all you can ask for that's awesome yeah. so yeah. get you get to play the connor burn and then uh fast forward um you know so fast forward a bunch of years the pandemic happens was this ep this new ep which is called help yourself was this written during the pandemic or did you have these songs before um we had matt can elaborate maybe if he knows better but i think we had a lot of it done before and we were you know talking about doing it and then we just did it during the pandemic but i think most of the songs had been written just before uh, right it's probably like 50 50 like i think mm -hmm. we had some of the songs we had like like uh little thief like i don't know for uh, which songs we're going to go through but little thief that that song was like one of the first riffs that you know we kind of wrote back yep. actually in connecticut and it kind of just we actually recorded it too for our first EP and it just wasn't ready and we just shelved it and we mm -hmm. re-recorded it for the new EP and, and got it right. But uh, like, yeah, we had some riffs that were kind of already in development, but we were playing that live, like Girl Named Place, we were playing live. Um, but like, what are the other ones that like we kind of, like Runaway was kind of a newer one that we wrote that oh, we yeah. danced with me. It was something that was newer that we hadn't played live. Um, but we were like working them live a bit. Um, I was, so it was like 50, 50, but a lot of the work, like heavy lifting was definitely done during the pandemic of like, okay, like we actually have to go record these, like what, it, what's get into it. Like, what are we keeping? What's not yeah. going to be, you know, recorded. Cause you really like when you start going to the studio, you got to know what you're doing. Like we didn't have mm -hmm. the, the you know the means of the resources to just kind of work it out in the studio <laughs> it's sure. like we had to go in we were ready you know yeah, yeah. yeah we, we knew exactly and we record on tape live which is really cool so it is cool yeah so that was another thing where like we gotta be tight <laughs> so that's not something that is necessary these days recording on tape live is that something you guys specifically do uh you know, just a, you know, kind of like a throwback sound or is that something that they do at London Bridge specifically or yeah, why I is that? Because so many bands, it's so it's so easy to do it, you know, with, with, with the Pro Tools and stuff. But, you know, you guys must uh, have a reason for your madness. <laughs> I, yeah, well, I think part of it was, yeah, that throwback sound a little bit. Sure. And also just um, Jonathan, who helped us out, our producer with, I'm sure we'll talk about more. Uh, I think that was partly his idea too, just based off of our first EP uh, was done more to a click and kind of broken up into pieces. And he just, you know, we're pretty tight when we play live. So just, you know, his suggestion that it would sound cool. And, yeah. It was like to capture the energy of yeah. music. like, they're just, you can just feel the difference of like the live yeah, it just feels like yeah, you feel the difference, and it's just more our sound. Like when the type of songs they are kind of lend itself to sounding mm -hmm. good like that. There's because we're most of them are just you know we're three piece, and there's not a whole lot more that mm -hmm. would need to be added after. And yeah, and and like our first stuff is like you know I'm I'm proud of it. And I'm happy with like how it turned out, but I think this new EP really captures what you know bad honey sound is and like if you were to be at a show mm -hmm. that's what it sounds like 
like the energy that's yeah. the show yeah that's, that's like awesome. the sound because like just the yeah i mean just the the guitar itself is like i play guitar like i said is you know that's the the sound and that we didn't really capture that i think as much in the first ep um because i was i play an old like 65 silver tone mm -hmm. that's you know i didn't really use on the first ep because it was just kind of it's unruly and it's very noisy and it's like if I get handed to someone, it just goes crazy and it's got a lot of feedback and like there's like a special way to play it to keep it yeah. under control. But also it's like really nice to have that. Like I remember the first time I played it at the guitar store and it was just like went nuts and the and the guitar guy was just the the sales guy was like, see what I mean? I was like, Yeah, this is cool. He's just like it just has it's a life of its own. Hmm. And um and it really I think Jonathan captured that super well. Um you know, actually could go to harness it, dude. Yeah, yeah. You guys <laughs> yeah. could go back. We did a live stream of the recording. Um yeah. off London. If you go to London Bridges Facebook, there's awesome back, back in a year or so ago. Um yeah. they uh they have the live stream of us recording, which is pretty cool. So but yeah, there's very little overdubs on it. It's, it's besides nice. the vocals and some guitar solo stuff, that's pretty much it's, yeah. it's, us, wow. it's us playing in a room, you know, in the live room, which is sweet, yeah. That is cool. That's really awesome. Right on. Well, uh, we're actually going to go into a song here. Uh, we we mentioned Little Thief. So uh, that's the song we're going to go into. Um, and uh, yeah, did you guys want to say anything about this song? Anything you want to say to introduce it? Is your rear riff, you can take that. Um, well, the, this song was, so like you said, this was like the first riff we kind of wrote, one of the first riffs we wrote. And it was originally in E. And we... And it was great in the unit, but it had a different vibe. And it's actually in drop D, which kind of gives it its own kind of thing. And and it's really like you can kind of hear the the gritty kind of deep element of that drop D that it hits. Mm -hmm. And um it just kind of that once we found that, like when it went to drop D, it was just like like, okay, this is this is cool. And nice. yeah, I mean, I think yeah, it's a it's a cool song. I it's one of my favorite ones we got. All right, right on. Well, here Let's do it, it is. The Bad Honey with the song called Little Thief from their EP, Help Yourself. It's Loud and Local. Stay home sessions. <laughs>
this is loud and local. The band is Bad Honey. Little Thief is the name of uh, the song. The album is uh, Help Yourself, now available. Uh, you can stream it. You can purchase the album. Are you guys going to be playing any shows coming up shortly around after the holidays? Or Yeah. Awesome. What do you got? Uh, I We got, let me double check the date on here. It's just, I know it's it the time, 21st. But January 1st, right? Yeah, January 21st at Drunkies Two Shoes Barbecue down in White Center. Yes. Yeah. So I'm very excited about that one. That'll be cool. Right yeah. on. You get to eat plenty of great food after you play. <laughs> yes. Oh. Not, not before, though. <laughs> no, I can't eat before a show, man. <laughs> Um, okay, well, I, I'm, I'm curious, and, and this is a question I like to ask, and even if it's embarrassing, even, you know, <laughs> even, you know, if it's embarrassing, it's even better. What's the first album, physical album you purchased on your own with your own money? Well, like via CD or tape or vinyl or whatever it may be. As you, when you were a kid, what was the first piece of music you purchased on your own? Hmm. Do, you have an, do you have an answer for that, Chris? I'm oh, I gotta think. I remember mine, my first mine was vibe. no doubt Tragic Kingdom, so no shame here. <laughs> oh uh, man! Well, I used to. I, you go. You go. I, was say, I didn't. My first, like, kind of. I can't think of the first album I purchased, but I can think of when I used to. I don't know if I can say. I used to Napster download. Yeah, LimeWire. I used to, I was <laughs> LimeWire, and I would, but I would make like the albums that I wanted, like like the Beatles album or like I'd make like let it be or I'd make like uh you know Zeppelin 4 and I would have it in the order and like I'd burn a CD and then that's like how I so basically I just I guess I stole music instead of buying my first stolen album was the Led Zeppelin 4 probably <laughs> but, <laughs> but the audio quality on each mp3 would be totally different yeah yeah it was not <laughs> no, yeah it was not up to standard right. for sure but like I would say probably like or it's like Black Sabbath was probably mm. one of those uh yeah, I can't think of the first first actual album I purchased. Yeah, I don't what remember you, what the first. Yeah, I don't remember what the first thing I purchased was. I remember getting into vinyl, moving out here. But when I was a kid, I remember having a little like Walkman or CD player, or whatever, and I would have like the Beatles hits and whatever. Is it just Paradise City? Whatever Guns N' Roses <laughs> album house that? Yeah. yeah, I would listen to that. Appetite so much. for Destruction. Yeah, that's yeah. I couldn't think of it. Yeah, I had that CD. I was obsessed with that one. Nice. I just have these vivid memories of carrying that around and listening to it over and over again. Yeah. So Matthew, you you, uh, you were the first person to pick up an instrument, and then you know you kind of got Chris into playing the drums. Matthew, um, what was your inspiration to start playing playing music? Like, what was you know was there a band or were, did you come from a musical family? Um. Yeah, I mean, there's some music in my family, but my I would say my dad was the one that kind of like intro. He doesn't play music, but he loves music, and he's a huge rock fan. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he brought me to my first concert, which was an Aerosmith concert when nice. I was like 12 years old. Okay, it was it was awesome. Um, but he just kind of like he was always just listening to you know classic rock music, and yeah. and I it was just I was just around it all the time, um, and I picked it up and then there's music in my family but like my parents are not musically gifted my Mm. siblings are not necessarily like my sister she can sing but she doesn't try to do it but anyways um i don't know i think what it was was and also my friend my really good friend had bought a guitar and i just was like drawn to it and i just like picked it up and i would just be playing i played it just more than he did and eventually i i must have said something to my dad and he bought me like this ibanez like starter guitar 
kit that came with like a little amp and yeah and I, just, I just like the first night i got i got it for my birthday and uh, i literally i mean i'm sure this is every guitar player when they first started played smoke on the water all night just like and then he and my dad was really like very supportive of that like me yeah. playing guitar and and i would say that was like the first kind of experience and i just yeah i just love playing i played trumpet like and i kind of in school and like had some music experience i could i used to be able to read music and all that kind of stuff and i kind of dropped it for a while and um it wasn't really till like college i was going through this breakup of course it's you know and then uh <laughs> i was with my ex at the time and she's like we got in this fight and she's like this guy that she was interested in or whatever it was like he's she's like he plays the drums and i was like I, it's like i can play like i can play an instrument that's not a big deal so i went and, like bought an acoustic guitar and picked it back up yeah and just from there i just like fell in love with it again and was just like oh i got it like and i was past that of like this is for me now and yeah. just kept playing and it, and it was kind of just like you know reignited the spark of of that music passion that i really did have when i was like younger i really loved it and just yeah. really loved music that's awesome right on man and, and chris uh now that you've you know uh been playing drums for so long what are some of your inspirations as far as like other drummers that you kind of look up to for inspiration yeah uh there's a decent story about that too i when i first started like i would just scouring through youtube yeah. lessons and all that but i definitely gravitated towards i think this is what i liked as a kid too just drumming along to Jimi hendrix mm. um anything and then led zeppelin and all that um but yeah like uh, mitch mitchell and then deep purple is another big influence uh in mm. pace so though i mean he's probably the guy i follow and then you know kind of mess around and practice all those old licks to the most yeah. still. Uh, but then I got super into it. I found this band maybe like a year into my playing. Uh, it was the first time I found rival sons Yeah, who have always been my, you know, saw them with then. black Sabbath. Yeah. So they were good. Yeah, you, you saw that show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just saw them actually here like maybe a month ago. Oh, wow. they were in okay. town. They were at the show box just nice. not too long ago, but yeah. Um, so yeah, and then so I've been just going off of their stuff forever, and then over the uh, the pandemic, like so many musicians did, I got to actually link up with their drummer for lessons. I did a whole oh, that's awesome. I was really lucky to do a bunch of Zoom lessons like this. Um, it was I forget it was it was a few months though, like leading up to our album, and a really good thing I got from him was just yeah, just confidence, stage presence, all these things to go like straight into the recording which helped a lot. That definitely helped yeah. my performance in the studio or how I felt about it. So yeah, that was pretty like little surreal That's moment cool. at first. I was like, Oh man, I gotta meet this guy. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, those are the big influences though, for sure. That's awesome, man. Right on. Well, yeah. uh, that's, that's huge then, you know, like, uh, there's, you know, I'm not going to say, uh, obviously, you know, when you say talk about the pandemic, there's like horrific and horrible things, but like there are silver linings and everything. And one of the good things is that, you know, so many people are kind of at home. And so you have to, um, and so, so many people are available for things like that. And, and that was the perfect opportunity, you know, going into recording this new album that you got to, you know, uh, learn from a kind of a musical hero of yours. Yeah, that was, is yeah. It got it was very lucky. Is pretty surreal. So yeah, there, you know, 
it's a good thing that came out of <laughs> all the bad stuff going on. But exactly. So uh, now that you guys are a Northwest band, you know, be been here for what six, seven years now. Yeah, I think this is our well, I guess fifth. This is going to the six, I think. Going six, to the yeah. sixth year. Yeah. So being that you're here, home base, Northwest band, what is your favorite or favorite Northwest bands of all time? Ooh. It could be a couple or just one. It could be a current band or, you know, a band that's long gone. Just, uh, you know, what are some of your favorite Northwest artists? I mean, I, I hate this. I mean, I don't hate to say it, but I, I mean, Nirvana, man. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, uh, of course. I, and Nirvana's, I, yeah, I've always, always loved Nirvana. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's kind of what I was going to say. I yeah. think it's something different, but <laughs> I'm a big Pearl Jam fan. Yeah. That's what's yeah. super cool about being at London Bridge. I was like, 10 was recorded here. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is really like, I was just super excited. I love 10. I mean, that's a great album. Right. Obviously. Yeah. Um, the, the scale kind of shifted that way for me a little bit too, just after recording at London bridge. Yeah. Uh, yeah definitely towards Pearl Jam. Uh, I, I saw yeah. Pearl Jam live one day. I used to have this job where it was uh, the, like uh, the beer guy walking around with the tray of beers at <laughs> yep. like concerts. And, um, and I got to work a Pearl Jam concert and I was so pumped about in it in Connecticut. In Connecticut, yeah, yeah. they came through, and I was <laughs> I was so pumped about. It. I didn't even work; I just went to the front and literally just was like in the show the whole time. And the guys are like, "Give me a beer, sir!" And you're like, "Hold on, <laughs> singing along to even flow, bro." There's yeah. a good part coming up because I could go anywhere I wanted because I was like, oh, "I'm selling the beer," so I went yeah. right up to the front, and it was oh, it was it was awesome. Yeah, they were great. Uh, Matthew, how many beers did you sell tonight? Um, don't worry about it. <laughs> But I got, I saw Eddie. Exactly. <laughs> I got <close> to Eddie. <laughs> exactly. The sing-alongs are Jeremy, man. They were epic. Um, right on, man. Well, okay. So again, your show's coming up here in what was it, January twenty-first? You said. Yep. Yeah, that's the next one. At Drunky yeah. Two Shoes. Right on, man. Well, uh, we're gonna actually go into the song called uh, "Girl Named Place." Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah, what uh, what can you guys tell me about this one? Um. I can talk about this one a little bit. Yeah. Cool. Uh, So this one's just kind of like our story song, Mm. I guess. Try and tell a little story. Not a whole lot to it. It's somewhat 10% accurate historically. (laughs) Uh, I remember uh, this is one that I, we kind of tend to write the songs like 60, 40, 50, 50. You know, each one has, you know, someone did the riff. Like I know I did the, riff for this then he did the chorus and then the words um but yeah this the name like girl named place it was just based off of me thinking some of the song reminded me of some there could be some cool western shootout story in there just based off the instrumentals got me thinking about some outlaw women and etta place was the one that i found Who's a real person? Okay. Uh, what was you know who she was, was affiliated with? Do you uh, remember who? I believe I, it was with. Uh, I think it's Butch. Butch. Cassidy, I think, but basically, it's at a place. It was a real person that was like she was part of the outlaw group that you know they got away with and never got caught. There's not really much like history of her no. specifics, but we basically took that and ran with it. it. Was like, okay, let's come up with our own little story about this kind of outlaw. Woman. And hopefully the yeah. riff is cool enough to carry it the rest of the way <laughs> just, I like it. You know, very western and we're just like okay let's just you know hang with this kind of 
this kind of vibe and and that's kind of what came out so it's you know there's speculation of course but it is based off of a real person at a place um and then just like you don't hear those type of songs so it was cool to like highlight like a female kind of lead uh badass you know he took some artistic freedom with it don't worry yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) yeah they're not we're not getting points for accuracy on (laughs) here The girl name plays here on loud and local stay home sessions. The band is bad honey. EP is help yourself. They're playing January 21st at drunky two shoes and catch this song live. We'll be back here with loud and local with more from bad honey.
girl named Place here on Loud Local Stay Home Sessions. We got Bad Honey, and uh, we're not in studio. We're hanging out via Zoom. This is the new studio. This is the way we're doing things. Uh, and we have the way we have for quite a while. You you have the nice setup there, Matthew. Uh, you've got. Do you do um do you do you teach lessons from home or what? What's uh, what's your home setup? Reason? Well, I do. Yeah, I do. Well, I work in film production. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I'm a freelance um, film producer in town, so I kind of awesome. you know I I get my hands on some gear, but I also this is how I practice. Like I oh, cool. I do everything through the computer. So like I'll have you know this is my one of the mics I sing on. This is actually the same mic. I think we got the same one. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. They, that we record the yeah, album. SM57. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah or SM7B, right? Yes, that's right. SM7. Yeah, there is a SM57. That's that's a different. But anyways, um, we record the album. This is what the vocal mic that we use. But um, same type. But uh, yeah, so I do. You know, that's how I kind of practice, and you know, I have some gear and things like that. And I actually, that's how I play the guitar through the computer as well, just because it's like you know, I don't bother my neighbors, kind of thing. But we have a rehearsal space that we actually you know practice at. Are you uh, are are you able to mention any films or or shows that you've helped produce? <laughs> um, well, I've worked on a lot of different stuff. I would say the well, recently I worked on this show. I don't know if uh, Fear Thy Neighbor, um, okay. it's a Discovery TV show. I don't. I'm not actually super familiar with it, but it's basically about like these neighbors that, and they're true crime stories that like feud, and then someone ends up getting murdered. And I was the uh, uh, the cinematographer on that which okay we, some interviews we went up, went up to like with the island and did some interviews but wow yeah mostly i mean i mostly do like commercial type you know cool. working with businesses and stuff i worked on some films like one of the more recent was this movie called the stairs I don't, it's like this horror movie that was shot around here not a ton of narratives that happened in seattle but it's like obviously a lot of businesses so i yeah. work like i just i just did a project actually with mackie last week the oh, cool. audio company so yeah i just you know kind of bounce around doing different things so awesome how long have you been in that field um this will be my i guess my fourth year going to my fourth year um cool. doing it freelance full-time yeah right yeah it's on. cool yeah it's not a not a bad life and then get to play music and yeah it's it's not bad man we got an iatsi guy here <laughs> awesome uh right on well um so right on well uh so my my question uh, here for you is how do we support you guys? If we can't come out to the show on the January tw January twenty first, what's the best way we can support uh, Bad Honey? Uh, well, you could follow us on Instagram. That that helps. Like us on Facebook, where it's Bad Honey Band is our our Instagram, and then just and Bad Honey for uh, Facebook. Uh, listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music. Um, buy our music on Apple uh, and on iTunes. Um, we don't have any physical CDs or anything yet, mm -hmm. but um, working yeah, on the merch. Yeah. yeah, and just like yeah, check us out and follow us. It does, you know, it does help artists yeah. to like you know follow them and like you know people do care about that. So it's nice to you know just keep things you know just yeah just check us out and just see our stuff and like i mean spotify too like we've been having some good traction on spotify lately we got on a awesome. couple uh playlists and and that Killer. was helpful and that's you know they just put yeah. us in your uh put, put us yeah. in your workout playlist yeah yes. it'll be good yeah. for that it'll be good for yeah. that <laughs> get you pumped yeah um <laughs> but yeah no yeah any just listening to us man like any any opportunity you can and and then yeah coming out to shows is always awesome but you know we understand if people don't feel comfortable with that, you know, you can support us by just listening to music. 
Yeah. Honestly, like the way we started, it's still kind of crazy that anyone's like, besides our parents are like listening to this stuff. <laughs> it's like, Oh, this is great. <laughs> so I, I'll it, take it, that. It's finally safe to say that it's not just my dad listening. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> Which I appreciate it, dad. Love you. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I just, yeah, I think just going out and just listening to local music and, and trying to just get out there and support it. And, and also venues like support the venues, man. Like we lost a lot and, just going out to shows if you can and like the venue we need they need it they really need it right now because it was a tough year obviously for them and um and we want to support them too by playing shows and giving them business and opportunities and stuff because it's seattle man this is a music town let's keep it that way you know Indeed. Yeah. Right on, man. Well, uh, again, January 21st at uh, Drunky Two Shoes. You can catch some of these songs live. The EP is called Help Yourself. We're going to go into the title track. Any final words for the Northwest to loud local audience? Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Um, and thank you so much for having us, Kevin. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Um, You're very welcome. Long live rock and roll. <laughs> I like it. it. Right on. Let's Here's hear it. Help, help yourself off the album. Help yourself. By Bad Honey, it's Loud and Local Stay Home Sessions.
is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.